0: Welcome, Matt. Why, hi, thank Hello. you. Hello. <laughs> Whoa, good morning. <gasps> it's a good morning. Exciting start. There you go. Matt splat on the mat. There we are. <laughs> morning, everybody. Good to see you. We're all here. We're all all right. Um, <laughs> this morning, we're talking about hope. There it is. Hopefully not falling over when you get up on the stage is a hope that I often have and nearly didn't fulfill this morning. Um, I want to talk to you about hope. I want to start off by asking, is anybody here hoping for anything right now? Anyone want to share with me? What are you hoping for, Steve? (laughs) 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 No, you must share. You must share. We're all listening. (laughs) Anyone got a hope that they want to share? Anyone hoping for anything? Yeah. Rona. Something, something, something. Liverpool, Premiership. Something, something, something. I don't know what that's all about, really. Vain hope. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, anyone else hoping for anything? They want to share or happy to share. Anybody hoping for a nice roast dinner when they get home? Oh, well, what's happened to the roast dinners? Anyone hoping for beans on toast? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Anyone hoping I'll get on with this talk and stop messing about? Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. We often hope, all of us know what hoping is. It's when we're excited about something or when we hope something will happen and we really, um, we don't know if something's going to happen, but inside we hope really that it is. But sometimes our hope actually can be a little bit silly. Silly hope, right? I want to tell you a story. I've got a couple of confessions this morning. This is one of them. I feel like after this, you're never going to look me in the eye the same way again. You're going to think, yeah, we, we knew you were a silly boy, Matthew, um, and now it's proved. But I own one of these. Now, nothing silly about that. That's a lovely thing. That's a 1959 mango green camper van, I'll have you know. Um, split screen. Uh, that's not my one, but it's pretty much identical, isn't it, kids? looks just like that. Now, these, when they were built, they did not have fuel indicators, fuel tank indicators. Don't ask me why. Instead, they had a fuel tank that you drove until it ran out, and then you went... (coughs) And then you pulled a lever, and a little mini reserve tank kicked in, (coughs) and off you went for another ten miles or something. What a crazy way of doing it. Well, somebody before I bought it put in a fuel gauge, which is really kind of them. Trouble is with this fuel gauge is when you fill it up... It's full, or your way, it's full. And then after about 10 miles, it starts to do this. <laughs> and that's what it does. And then you're just guessing. <laughs> so I never know quite what this fuel gauge is telling me. Um, so I'm quite an optimistic man and hopeful. Uh, this was 11 years ago. Do you know, 11 years ago yesterday, Becky and I were married. Oh, They're lovely. True. True story. Uh, Eleven years ago... (laughs) Eleven years ago in three days, I set off with my sister who's here this morning on an adventure to Leon C. in Essex in my camper van to go to my wedding. I think it was three days or two days before the wedding. About two days, thank you. Let's make it even more tense. Two days before the wedding, I get in the van and I say to my sister, Do you reckon it will make it all the way to Essex in one tank? And uh, I don't know, I, was like, I haven't got a clue either, Should we try? So we get in the van, and we chug along the uh, A303, and off we go, uh, charging across all the way around London, M25 and off. Let me tell you, it's 199 miles, door to door, from my door to Becky's door, uh, old door in Essex, um, and a split-screen 1959 camper van, full of fuel, So it was 199 miles, can do 195.5 miles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we learned that, didn't we? (laughs) And we broke down on the most terrifying dual carriageway on a corner, a blind bend. Um, uh, Hi, Bex. Yes, your fiancé here. Mm, Run out of fuel, sorry about that. She came and rescued me and got me some fuel, and we got there. That's silly hope. That is silly hope. And I can be a silly person. Um, (laughs) Pegging your clothes out on the line when the weatherman says it's going to rain and there's dark clouds in the sky, and just going, ooh, hopefully. That's silly hope, right? Cross your fingers, hope it's all going to be okay. We do it all the time, various different silly hopes. Thinking that you can talk for more than about 60 seconds after the service before rushing over and getting a biscuit. Is silly hope. Thinking that there's going to be a biscuit left (laughs) after one minute, the children are there. So that's silly hope. Um, I want to be honest with you this morning. One more quick confession, and I must be quick. I forgot something for this service. Um, True, true. We're supposed to have those little tags for later on in the service. You know the old luggage tags with the string on? We needed them for something. And I came this morning, and it was 5 to 10, and I went white as a sheet, and suddenly said to Ewan, oh, I've forgotten the luggage tags. What are we going to do? I said, don't worry, I'll go to the shop. I don't like shopping on Sunday. As a rule, I don't think we need to be religious about it. But in general, I like to give the day to not shopping and to focus on the Lord. But I ended up thinking that I could get to Asda in time before this service right now. This is silly hope. Um, And I drove to Asda, and I'm not joking you, it was so very busy in there. Do you have any idea how many people are in Asda right now? It is rammed. It was so much busier than on a weekday. People, I literally was having to slalom around the number of people all in there buying all their Halloween stuff, all doing this stuff. Um, And I made it back at 10.29, just so you're aware. (laughs) And we've got an alternative to do later. But what I want to say is... I wonder how many of those people in ASDA this morning, because there's something in all of us that, yeah, we have silly hopes, but we also, lots of us, actually have a much deeper hope that everything's going to be okay. And I mean the big stuff about, actually, in the end, the world's going to be all right, I hope. In the end, after death, I hope something nice is going to happen. And lots of people don't know what they hope in or who they hope in, but they kind of have, if you really, if I stopped and asked people in answer, do you hope things are going to be okay in the end, really? They'd say, yeah, I kind of hope there is someone good out there. I hope there is some justice or something out there. Do you know, I think it's quite human to have this deeper hope. It's quite human to not know what you're hoping in as well. But the Bible says that creation shares this hope with us. Do you know that? The Bible says that creation itself is yearning for the day. It's hoping for the day when God's plans are finally revealed in their fullness. All, I, I don't know whether a tree has consciousness. I don't think that's what the Bible's saying. But it's saying that all the animals, all the creation, all the trees, all the mountains, collectively are hoping for the day when God's final plans are revealed. Because then they know all that's wrong now will be put right. And it says that we Christians also share this hope. And you'll know that too. It says that we also groan. Even though we have the Holy Spirit in us, he's like a foretaste of the glory to come. And we long for our bodies to be released from this sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as adopted children, including the new bodies he's promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. Friends, there is a deeper hope that all humanity, so many of humanity have. But like creation, we know where to place this hope. We know whose plans we're hoping in. We know the one we're hoping in. And Ewan's going to unpack that a little bit in a minute. And I tell you, there is nothing silly at all about having your deepest hope in God and in his plans and what he's got in
1: store. So Christian hope is different. Christian hope is waiting, expecting an answer that God is going to come through in one way or another. So Christian hope is not this kind of hope, that we hope we're going to win the lottery or something like that, not a vain hope or a silly hope. Christian hope is a bit more like pie face. Because you know, sooner or later, something is going to happen and God will come through with the goods. He will be proven trustworthy. So that passage that was read to us from Isaiah 40 the Old Testament Hebrew word is the word in the sense of waiting, having set a trap or bait. I'm going to get something for sure. Now, is this is this microphone up here? How many of you speak Spanish here? N- anybody know Spanish? Um, yes, you do. So, so the, what's the word for hope in Spanish? Can anybody remember, can you remember? Esperanza. Here we go. Listen to this. This is my translator. I bought a translator to help with Kurdish refugees. Little app. That's hope. Now. It's like French espère. You might get that. Better. This is the word for wait. Do really. you see the link? We lose it in our language. We have two separate words. But in some other languages, the word for hope and the word for wait is the same. So as Christians, we wait in hope that God is going to come through. It's different because it's not based around a thing or getting a certain answer, which might disappoint you. It's based around a certain person and putting all your hope and waiting for him to act in the way that he knows is best. That person is God. That person is Jesus. As Matt said, all creation in Romans chapter 8 is hoping, groaning and waiting For God to act. About this time, in one month's time, a year ago, on Radio 2, was the Archbishop of Canterbury, um, Justin Welby, speaking on hope. It was a marvellous talk, and you could feel the DJ getting a bit anxious towards the end of it because of political correctness. The DJ said, well, of course, this hope is there for everyone, isn't it? You don't have to be a Christian to have this hope, do you? And Justin Welby said something like this. Well, you can hope you might get some nice presents at Christmas time or have a nice bit of Christmas sentiment. But to have the Christian hope, you have to have Christ Jesus. Many people want the Christian hope, but they won't want Jesus who goes with it. And it's Jesus who our hope is in, rather than a particular answer. The focus and certainty of Christian hope is Jesus and that he won't let you down. Other hopes let you down. Proverbs 13, verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sad. But our hope is this. Hebrews 6, verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Life and people and preachers even promise all kinds of things. This will happen. I prophesy that will happen. That will satisfy Be careful. It can be a vain hope and it can be a disappointment. The Christian hope is we put our lives and our trust in God through Jesus and he will work it out. In this world, Psalm 27 verse 13, I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. This world, that was. And the next world, which Matt's going to speak about in a moment. And this hope strengthens you. It doesn't disappoint you. Let it sink in. Let it make you rise up on soar on wings like eagles, Isaiah 14.
0: Well done to you all for doing that. Putting your names on that cross. It's quite a thing. Can you see it from where you're sat? It's quite a thing to think that my name's on that cross. That I've said, actually, Jesus, all my hope is actually in you. When it comes to it all, it's you and it's you and it's you alone and your plans. When I don't understand, it's you. When I'm struggling, it's still you. When I'm confused and I'm barely holding on, it's still you. When I'm having an amazing time and I can't wait for next week's family celebrations, it's still you, Jesus. It's an amazing, amazing thing to know who God is, to know his heart, to know his love, to know his son, Jesus and to put your hope in him. If you haven't put your hope in him, and you're still wondering where to put your deepest yearnings, where your final hope really should be, you will find nowhere else that is as trustworthy, eternal, and amazing as putting your hope in Jesus. He is the only hope for us, for the nations, for this world. I want us to do a quick true or false special days true or false quiz. All you need to do is shout, true, actually no, let's do hands, we'll do the hands, i will turn into carnage. We'll do hands, if you think it's true, I'll say true and then you put your hands up and then if you think it's false, false. These are special days of celebrational significance. Here we go. Um, is that working? So, uh On the sixteenth of October, so just a few weeks ago or two weeks ago or one and a half weeks ago, Blue Peter celebrated seventy years. Seventy years. (coughs) True. Somebody's giving that away. False. (laughs) How many was it? Six. That's great. Do you know, I had it down as true, so I'm glad you said that. I genuinely made a mistake. Brilliant. Um, All right. This is quite a serious one. Quite an amazing one, actually. What a milestone. On the 11th of November, we will mark the 100th anniversary of the end of the First World War. True? True. False? That's true. Extraordinary to think there's 100 years now. Till those guns went silent, but how many wars and conflicts since? Okay, we'll be uh, remembering that together obviously here as well as family, church family. Alright, here's one. On the 25th of December this year, for the first time ever, the Queen will be joined by her son, Prince Charles, for her televised Christmas Day speech. Give you a moment. Who thinks that's true? Who thinks that's false? Well, the answer is, yes, massively false. I made that up. (laughs) Although I did read in the news, was it this morning? I read that potentially there's a handover in three years. Anyway, rumours, there you go. That's how they start. Um, Yeah, I know. It's a bit prophetic, that. How bizarre. Um, Here's one. Here's one. Um, On the 20th of March next year, Sainsbury's is holding their second Free Fruit Friday in a bid to get people to eat more fruit. They're going to be giving away a piece of fruit free to every customer. Free Fruit Friday, um, and that's in March next year. Who thinks that's true? Who thinks that's an absolute whopper that Matt Bradley's made up? (laughs) That's a whopper that Matt Bradley made up. (laughs) I wish they would, hey? I'm going to contact them. Free Fruit Fridays at Sainsbury's, everyone. That would be great. We'd all go. Here's one. Here's one. On the 5th of February, the world, the world, not just us, the world will celebrate the 18th World Nutella Day. The celebration of all things chocolatey and spready uh, will be on the 5th of February. Who thinks that's true? Who thinks that's false? That is true. Come on, guys. World Nutella Day. Beautiful. Here's one. Oh, oh. On the 1st of April next year, we will celebrate 200 years of the Baptist Church here in Creech. Oh. Who thinks that's true? Who thinks that's false? Do you know what the answer is? It's false, but we will celebrate our 203rd birthday. We missed our 200th, guys. We missed it. I did some research and I was like, oh no. So maybe we should celebrate our 203rd. Who knows? April, uh, April next year, when the first person began a church fellowship in a house in Creech 203 years ago. Here is my final one for you. And this is amazing. On a day in the future, which I don't know, but God does, God's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. And from that day on, there will be no more death, there will be no more crying, and there will be no more pain. On a day in the future, that I don't know, but God does know, God's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. And on that day and from that day onwards, there'll be no more death, no more tears, no more crying, no more pain. Who thinks that's true? I think that's true. I'm not going to ask you if you think it's false. Let me read you what is probably my favourite scripture. It's the scripture which brought me to the Lord when I was 16. I cried as I read this. It says this, is from Revelation 21. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them and he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And I love this next sentence. The one sitting on the throne, Jesus, said, look, I'm making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. True hope for the future. We're going to sing a beautiful song together about that day that all creation is longing for, that all humanity, if they did but know, but we know, and our hope is in God, we're waiting for that day when his final plans are revealed and he makes all things new.